Yuma Perk Vav Mishnehei, a straight continuation. I'll call Sukkah Vesukkah at each and every rest stop, these huts. Omrim Lo, there was a person stationed there who would say to the Mishaleach, Hare Mazon Vahare Maim. Here we have some food for you, we have some drink for you, some water if you need it. And the idea being that we're concerned that this person is walking, you know, what's something like around, you know, 12 miles in the desert, could be hot. It's Yom Kippur, he's fasting. Um, and therefore, he might be panicked, he's going to starve or dehydrate or something. And therefore, we um, provide him with the opportunity to eat or drink should he need it. And if he would need it, he'd be allowed to, for the sake of fulfilling this mitzvah. Um, but actually, the Gemara says it never happened. It never happened that he actually needed to drink or eat. It's just that there's a general principle that Chazal apply here, and they use it elsewhere in Shas as well, that you can't compare someone who literally has bread in his basket to someone who hasn't got bread in his basket. Meaning, a person who feels privation, so he panics, he feels he can't go on, and therefore, if the person, in this case, the Mishaleach, feels he hasn't got food or drink and he's at risk, he'll feel like, oh my gosh, this is too much, I can't do it. But if at every station they say, listen, don't worry, if you need to drink, Need to eat? No problem. You could. He says, "Okay, I'll just. I can. I can make it a little further, a little further." And he knows he's got paspasalo. He has the opportunity to drink should he need it, and therefore he can manage much more easily. And that's what we're trying to help up here to make it easier for him. And similarly, umalavanosomasukalasuka, the person who's manning each station escorts the mishalech from that station to the next station. Again, giving him escort to make him feel more comfortable and safe. Chutzmachrona shebehen. Uh, with the exception of the very last sukkah, the last guy, the guy manning the tenth station, doesn't go all the way to the cliff. Rather, he stands at a distance and he observes from afar to see and make sure that the Mishalech does the job properly. Now, the reason for this is because if you run the numbers, you'll see we have a total of ten sukkot. We have a distance of 12 mil, which means that the distance to the first sukkah is 1 mil, and to the second sukkah is 2 mil, and the third sukkah is 3 mil, and to the tenth sukkah is 10 mil, which means that from the tenth sukkah to the to the end, to the cliff, you got from 10 to 12 mil, which is 2 mil. And the guy standing in the tenth hut only can walk a total of 1 mil, because he's confined to his Tchum on Shabbos, or Yom Kippur, and therefore um, he only can go 1 mil out, and he has to observe from a distance. Now, if you ask yourself, well, why don't they just make an 11th hut and then they could have the 11th person walk them all the way to the edge? So, um, of course, plenty ask it and there are a number of answers given. One answer, um, which, you know, Tver Yisrael and Tosayom to give is that the Pasuk specifies in, in Vayikra Tazayin Pasuk Chavbeis that he has to go El Eretz Gezeira. And that means a land of Gezeira. What does Gezeira mean? So according to the Onkelos, the Targum, the translation of the Aramaic, it means an unsettled, abandoned, empty land. And if we'd have someone in his sukkah living there over Shabbos or Yom Tov, Yom Kippur, so then it would no longer be totally barren and un- unsettled. And therefore we have no one living over there, keeping a distance to fulfill that Pasuk. That's one answer. So that's what happens. This tenth guy walks him halfway and then observes from a distance what happens next?